There you go. Maybe we could send some to Joe Biden. Maybe that would be good for Joe. No. Sorry. Uh, James writes, I'm a woman in my early 50s, I'm just trying to help, who has been in slow motion for two weeks in my early 50s with sciatica. Ah, pain in the left butt cheek all the way down the side of the leg. Not sure of the fact that I am right-handed has anything to do with it, what side the pain went to. I've been off I've been taking time off work and rotating massage, yoga, acupuncture, chiropractic, Fendelkreis, one appointment a day and rest and trying to remember to not pick things up or out of reach. I still have the pain that moves around the leg, but things are improving. Can you offer any other suggestions other than what I'm He's doing a lot of stuff. So I would say it doesn't matter. All the stuff you're doing doesn't matter. So I would say God's sakes, cut it back. If it was me, I would just cut it out. But whatever, just pick one. Maybe you like the Feldenkrais guy. Maybe you like the yoga person. Whatever, just pick one person that you like and do that. But honestly, my recommendation is to stop it all. So what should you start? Chicken feet. Chicken feet mm. or pigtail. Your be. choice. That is the remedy. Oh, my God. In fact, you might want to go for pigtail. People will eat pigtail and their back pain starts improving dramatically in days. So, how many pigtails? Well, pigtails do come in various sizes. So, uh, I would say at least two pigtails a day. Hmm. Uh, and I'm guessing a pigtail is going to be six inches long, is my guess. In other words, if you get a 12-inch pigtail, one will do. What's in pigtails that are affecting sciatica? It gives you the disc of the vertebral spine. Mm-hmm. gives you the tendons that hold the spine together and support it. Basically, the tendons, whose we- the, the structures whose weakness are the cause of your sciatica. In fact, all this physical activity you're doing is actually making, interfering with your healing. Let's put it that way. So, if you just eat the pigtails and then exercise as you're able, you will see that you'll make a lot, you'll make progress a lot quicker. Hmm. Interesting. Now, so, I say pigtails because that's what she should add to her diet. Obviously, she also needs a little bit of rice in her diet, lots of vegetables, and she needs to make sure that she's pooping, again, at least three times a day because your body's got to get rid of those defective cells that are not doing their job so they can take in and replace them with the uh, pigtails. And pigtails, honestly, are quite tasty. Mm-hmm. I have a theory about pooping and why vitality capsules are even better for you than you think, and I'm going to give you my theory after we do a commercial. You ready for it? I'm ready. <laughs> you ready? Okay, Okay. hold on a second. We're going to just sweat a little bit first. Previously, Dr. Hal Huggins on detoxing mercury. You do not have to get all the mercury out of the body. That's not what the problem is. It's the direction it's going. If you have more going out than you have coming in, then you're going to have a good chemistry. You're going to feel good. But if you have more going in to the body than going out, chemistries look bad and you feel bad. If you had to name just a few things on the top of your list to help get mercury out, whether they be supplements or foods, give us your top five off the top of your head best thing would be the infrared sauna. The thing is detoxification is easy. Anybody can release a lot of mercury, but if you're using a sauna or especially the infrared sauna, 
then you are eliminating the mercury through the skin and you are bypassing liver and kidney. So that's a very good way to go. It's a very good way to go. That's what we think. That's a old friend, Dr. Hal Huggins, who was a real mercury monster. And uh, my dentist, Dr. Stuart Nunley, who before he got uh, wise about mercury, was virtually in a wheelchair. He was diagnosed with, oh, I think they called it ALS or Alzheimer's. Uh, not Alzheimer's. Not, um, um, they had all these weird names for what he had. Uh, but what he had was mercury toxicity. And somehow, through the grace of God, he met uh, um, Dr. Hal Huggins. They became great friends. And Dr. Huggins um, put him on um, um, so better diet, um, more nutrition, and then lots of saunas and vitamin C. And uh, he, he, you know, he just he got rid of it all. He just got rid of it. And he did a lot of saunas, a lot of vitamin C, and uh, better nutrition. And, um, you know, he was, you know, he was like in a wheelchair from all the mercury that he exposed himself to before he understood about the dangers of mercury. That's my dentist, Dr. Stuart Nunley. Ask him sometime. He's got a place in Marble Falls if you need a dentist. He's the best in the world, I think. Anyway, these saunas are terrific. Uh, we sell them for the best price ever. $1,295 in the lower 48 for those of you in Petaluma, that does not include Alaska or Hawaii. We ship them all over the world. We ship one to Israel last week. We ship them to Canada. They're generally about $200 more to Canada, around $14.95. But just email me with your name and your address where you're shipping if you live outside the United States. And uh, we'll give you the exact delivered cost of these saunas. They're great. They're extremely low EMFs. There's no EMFs. There's no uh, RFs. You know, there's some magnetic energy. No more than you get uh, standing near your refrigerator uh, or, your, or your juicer. And uh, you'll sweat every day. And um, just, I, I do mine every night. I do it. Jump in a cold shower. And I, I really like it a lot. These are great units. You sit up and you can uh, do your little meditation or spiritual exercise while you're sitting there 30 minutes every night. And... Uh, I think you'll have joined the experience. The only way to get this price is to email me, Patrick at one radio network.com. Patrick at one radio network.com, and then you're good to go. Whoops. I think I need to do this one here. Dr. Stephanie Seneff, Senior Research Team, MIT, answers a question from one of our listeners there were certain things that would help us to clear these things out and help the body to begin heal. I think sulfur. I think eating a great deal of sulfur-containing uh, foods and also soaking in Epsom salt baths because um, you need to beef up your sulfur supply in order to generally be able to fight, uh, to allow your liver to heal. So you're sort of, once your liver can heal, then you can detoxify, you know. So you really need to work on getting the liver healthy, and one of those crucial issues for that is the sulfur those enzymes are affected wow. by all kinds of different toxic chemicals, and glyphosate prevents the body from disposing of those chemicals because of disrupting. Glyphosate actually really disrupts the sulfur cycle in a big way. It interferes with sulfate transport. Of course, it doesn't allow the activation of vitamin D, and vitamin D protects you from sulfate flushing through the kidneys. Sulfur, sulfur, sulfur. We love it. Pure organic sulfur. Three prices, United States, Canada, and worldwide. 
Click and order 24-7 right here, oneradionetwork.com. And the cool thing about it is you can, you'll drink more water if you do it like I recommend. What we do, uh, you don't need the, uh, I mean, we recommend the hydrogen, but if you don't have the hydrogen machine, cool, you get distilled water and you can fill up a, a 30, 32-ounce jar, right? And then you put, I put like two tablespoons, I do a lot of sulfur. You can see it actually in the bottom of the jar. So then you know you got 32 ounces, right? Hydrogen or distilled, whichever you prefer. And then you drink that puppy, and then if you want to do 64 ounces, then you do it again. And then you can kind of keep track of the water that you're drinking. And I think, uh, you know, this work that Dr. Jennifer Daniels has talked to, taught us about um, water is, for me, it's mission critical. I mean, I can tell the difference if I just do, seriously, a quart and a half of water or two quarts of water. I can tell the difference in my elimination. That's crazy. But it, it's true, it, you know. So, check it out. Drink enough water. Get your sulfur in there, and I think you'll have a, you'll have a good experience. I really do. I really do. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Do you find that strange that I can actually tell the difference between if I drink a quart and a half? I just look at that. She's, got, she's eaten every one of those onions. How many onions have you eaten in the last hour? Today, and a half? at huh? least 10. At least 10 today, maybe 7 in the last hour and a half. And your tummy does okay with, with 10 onions? They're all cooked. They taste sweet like sugar. I'll be darn. Isn't that great? Yeah, different experience. It's real. I'm going to do it. I, you, you got me there. Okay, what do you, what do you think about my experience with? I can tell the difference with my elimination with a quart and a half of water and two quarts of water. Does that surprise you? Exactly. Does that no, surprise you? That's crazy. Not at all. That's it's crazy. It's total lubrication. You're lubricating your intestines so that things can actually move. Isn't that interesting? It's just fascinating yeah. to me. It's like whoa. So that's why I measure mine. So I make sure I get my two quarts, you know? I make, mm-hmm. I make sure I do. Yeah. Yeah. You want to hear my theory on poop? Yes. Okay. So, so, so you know, I, I talk a lot about on my show, uh, Doc, um, about, you know, you know, worry and angst and stuff like that, how it goes in the body when we think about it. stuff. So, and I know it's true because I've, I've seen it with worry where I developed some stomach stuff with some IRS issues 10 years ago. <laughs> Uh, uh, we won't go into that. But so my theory then is also, if it's in the colon, the energy or the angst or worry is in the colon, the small intestine and stuff like that, it's probably in the poop too. So as we poop more, I my theory is that we also get rid of some emotional stuff that could be in the poop. Do you think that's, I, I that came to me the other night in the middle Absolutely. of the night. Absolutely. You are Spot on. Do you think I so? I kid people and I say, I dump my poop in this toilet so I don't give you any crap. <laughs> really, in the middle of the night the other night, it came to me as like, well, that's interesting. No wonder you feel so good when you poop a lot. It's not just getting rid of the waste. You're getting rid of it's lots of stuff, emotional stuff, probably. Right? But the waste is, it contains the stuff that gets us feeling these negative emotions. Exactly. No. So you've heard the expression, it's not what happens to you, but how you react to it. Yes. So when you have a colon full of crap, 
you react in a crappy way to things that happen to you. So when you clear out that intestine, and all of a sudden, things can happen that might maybe upset you under different circumstances. You're like, oh, okay, no problem. I can handle that. Yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, it's got to be. It's gotta, it's got to. That's so cool, isn't it? I just think it's great. Yeah, you know? it's great. So I think we should poop more. You know, I think I'm going to take 20. Yeah, upgrade your life. Get some Vitality Capsule at VitalityCycles.com. <laughs> VitalityCycles.com. Now, you have two different kinds, right? You have, what is, what is the extra strength like for hardcore or constipation? We have extra strength. Where are we? Oh, let me put you on the on the big screen there so you can show everybody. There you go. Ah. There we are. Extra, extra, uh, extra strength mm-hmm. and regular. And what's the difference? Um, extra strength has cayenne, and regular has clove and turmeric. So uh, regular is more gentle, and most people find that uh, they do require fewer extra strength capsules. You know, I've got your wrong website on there. It's Vitality. It's not right. It's fi- oh, that's not right. It's Vitality Cycles. I, I mean, come yeah, on, Patrick. Like get it together cycles. here. I'm going to do it right now. Hold on. Vitality, C-Y-C, right? C-Y-C-L-E-S dot com, right? Excellent, C-O-M. Let me see. Now, let me yeah. see. Let me see if I got it right here. <laughs> How come it doesn't? Hold on. There, Vitality Cycles. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty fast with my fingers, girl. Vitality Cycles dot com. So what's this um, this report thing that the caller talked about? Tell us about that. What is that about? He got that some kind of a document from you that had the the recipe for the bitters and all that. Oh, okay, there's a lady. <laughs> no, the guy on the phone. He, the fellow on the phone. Oh, okay, yeah. all right, right. Uh, that's the uh, home healers course. I see. Home. So it teaches you how to never need to dial nine one one or go to the emergency never. room or a hospital ever again. Never. Ever? Ever. Ever. We teach you how to, how to deliver your baby at home, how <laughs> to fix your broken bones. You name it. That's hilarious. Well, what would you and do? People have written me back and said, Dr. Daniels, I have used that information. Oh, my God. And they're so excited. You know, like, ah, oh, I'm just waiting for something to happen. So I can use that information. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. Stay healthy. <laughs> it's funny. Whenever I mention about the idea of not needing a doctor and you mentioned it's somebody like a family member first thing that comes up it's interesting it's probably in the psyche well what if i have a heart yes. a- what if i have a heart attack right that's the first thing they say right isn't that interesting and i even tell you how to handle that in less time it takes to call the ambulance okay well tell us now what if somebody thinks they're having a heart attack what, would, what do they do somebody mixes a quarter teaspoon i'm sorry a quarter cup of apple cider vinegar tablespoon of cayenne pepper stir it together and tell a person to take a gulp. If they can't take a gulp, get a dropper and just drizzle it in their mouth. And they will revive, the color will come back uh, to their skin, the sweating and chest pain will stop. And you take that opportunity to give them a glass of water and there you go, you're out of, out of the woods. <laughs> quarter cup of apple <laughs> I cider, I know, I know. Quarter, sip of, <laughs> quarter cup of apple cider vinegar, cayenne, mix it up and slug that puppy down? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, literally for less than a dollar bill, right? Yeah. Would that be? Yeah, you save yourself a twenty thousand dollar experience. Would that be for a myocardial infarction thing or an atherosclerosis yes. thing? The whole thing. The whole thing. You got chest 
pain, don't need to do an EKG, x-ray, nothing. Just boink, go, yep, ready to go. My, um, hmm. I was here in Panama six years ago, and I lived in this little casita that was up on the, off the ground on stilts, but I had a neighbor who lived in the house next door, and so I'm tapping away online, and her son, who's a grown man, runs up the stairs and says, oh, you've got to help my mother out. And so I go down there, sure enough, she's gripping her chest, sweat pouring off wow. her, and she goes, terrible chest pain. <laughs> wow. I ran upstairs, mixed the two together, ran back down, gave it to her, and she was all better in less than 15 minutes. Is that right? That's amazing. And she was so grateful that she went outside the backyard, climbed the mango tree, and picked the very best mangoes for me. And then her other son was coming to pick her up that afternoon to take her, you know, for a passeo or outing. And she was able to go on the outing with them. She's perfectly recovered. So does that just do a symptomatic thing temporarily or does it kind of get to the root cause of what caused the, the attack in the first place? The root cause is a dehydration. That's why I say ah. as soon as that pain lets up, drink the water. And so, right, so she didn't have any problem at all for, oh my gosh, maybe it's a few months later, she got behind on her water, but she was able to just catch up on her water because she realized what the problem was. Hmm. Isn't that fascinating? Wouldn't it be interesting if you really knew how many heart attacks were really a dehydration thing in our culture? 100%, 100%. Wow, you really think so? 100%, because... The person didn't wasn't didn't have a heart attack five hours ago. That's true. So this narrowing of whatever they have isn't what caused the problem. What caused the problem is the lack of water, and that made the blood thicker. And so oh, okay. the medical industrial complex, rather than telling you, drink your water every day so your blood does not get thick. Like, oh, take an aspirin a day. You bleed into your brain. Don't worry about it. You bleed into your stomach. You bleed it down. A few people die. Oh, don't worry. I gotta break some eggs and make an omelet. Yeah, just that way. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dr. Daniels. I've been experiencing my fingers locking up on both hands. I'm 68, male, and I've started cow feet and used Vitality capsules. Would you please shed more light on what could cause this fingers locking up? Hmm. Uh, so, wrong way, go back. So, if your fingers are... Um, locking up either way you've got a hydration problem so he needs to actually increase his vegetables and increase his water so this is not uh, a cow foot problem actually hmm. so it's a, it's it's a, a hydration it's a problem. hydration problem so more water right more water yeah more water yeah you're pretty good with the one half ounce per body weight kind of thing Has not it, exactly no not exactly so if you have a problem, like this guy's got, got a problem, he's behind on his water. He's quite a bit behind. Mm -hmm. So he can go with, uh, I make it super easy, like one quart per 50 pounds or 60 pounds. Okay. That's like super simple. Oh. So one quart per 60 pounds. He can go with that for a few days. That might be enough. <clears throat> or he can just throw in an extra quart to get himself caught up. Is it, is it necessary to make sure you have sufficient salt to keep the water thing happy if you're under a gallon not really no okay 
But if you're over a gallon, then yes, throw some salt in there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in general, we, we need we need a, a salt in our diet, right? Well, it's an individual basis, right? I don't know how much fast food he's eating and already has salt in it. I don't mm-hmm. know how much salt he's already adding to the pot. I, you know, I so yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Right. Hi, Patrick. Uh, This is from Chad. Could you please ask Dr. Daniels to talk a bit about lymphoma? My partner Mm -hmm. is 37 and has that lump in her left side of, uh, has had a lump in the left side of his neck for at least a couple of years. Hmm. Within the last couple of months, the area has gotten noticeably, excuse me, larger. We haven't seen any doctors, so nothing has been diagnosed. Lymphoma is just what he assumes it is. Hmm. Hmm. What specific foods should be part of his diet are possibly eliminated? We're open to anything. Not been to the doctor yet, so that's good. That's good, right? Yeah, yeah, good, 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 good. 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 All right, so he's had this lump for two years. Yes, yeah. That's important to know. Yes. So if we can tattoo the word harmless, (laughs) let's just do that. Now, is it lymphoma? Of course it is. Of course it is. He goes to the doctor. They've changed the definition of this stuff all the time. They now have a lymphoma that has 100% survival rate. doesn't kill anybody, but it's lymphoma and you need chemo. Mm-hmm. So, uh, don't worry. Yes, you've got lymphoma. So, now that we've just uh, eliminated that, what he can do is just put turpentine or Vicks Vapor Rub on the lump, on the lump and the area around it. Oh. Then, he's got to make sure he's pooping at least three times a day. Then, eliminate all of his dairy. And that'll do it. Oh, we can do some exercises. So I'll show you the exercises. Super simple. So you take your chin, put it in your chest. Then you lift your chin all the way up to the sky as far back as you can. And down your Now what does this do? This gets these muscles on the side of the neck to massage and squeeze and cleanse that lump. Oh, that's good. I yeah. like it. Yeah. So rubbing it's not going to do it, but Moving the neck. Moving the neck up and down, huh? And then it can complicate it if he wants to. Turn to the left, turn to the right. But that's really it. And that's going to get rid of all of his lumps. So I used to have a lump in my neck, actually two lumps. Really? And you can see them on the side of my neck. Boom. You can see them. And now they're gone. And you just... And I had them for about 10 or 15 years, but I was too busy to be bothered with... Mess with them, huh? Doctor visits or biopsies. I'm like, you know what? I got, got stuff to do. I got a life to live here. <laughs> I got a life to live. <laughs> Ain't be doing no biopsy stuff. Oh, uh. God. Here you go. Um, my dad was diagnosed with intentional palsy years ago. Hmm. Since then, his handwriting has deteriorated and he can no longer write or paint. He's able to do most other things. What is intentional palsy? Why would a person only share, shake on intentional tasks? Can this deteriorating process be stopped? Never heard of that one. Yeah. So he needs um, pig brain and um, black squid ink. Pig brain and black squid ink? Yeah. So the way you eat uh, the pig brain uh, again, like I guess you can find any old pig recipe you want online. The therapeutic dose is two ounces a day. It might be her, her uh, father that won't take a two-ounce dose off the bat, or maybe it needs to be spread out throughout the day. But pig brain needs to be eaten with vegetables and a starch. And so 
uh, all the recipes I've seen online do include that. Okay. So uh, that's the pig brain story. Black squid ink is a little more complicated. So black squid ink is the black ink from the squid. Yeah. But it has dopamine and melanin in it. And so dopamine imbalance, if you want to call it that, that it has been linked to tremors, intentional tremors. And so um, the dose for black squid ink is one teaspoon. You've got to dissolve that in one to two cups of water and some kind of starch that would be, uh, classically it's pasta, believe it or not. Oh, black squid ink But pasta. you can use white rice. Yeah. You can use white rice. Um, and that's the minimum. So a teaspoon of black squid ink, two cups of hot water, and some uh, pasta. That doesn't taste like tremendously appetizing. So you can throw in a little bit of um, vinegar, uh, Italian seasoning, whatever. That should do it. Mm -hmm. Get it down. And generally, um, the black squid ink is pretty dramatic. You notice the difference usually in a day or two. I think I've asked you this before, but does the black squid ink have enough black squid ink in the pasta to do anything? No. No, it doesn't. You'd have to, you got to add it. You eat black squid ink pasta, you got to eat a lot of pasta. Yeah, yeah. Plus, the ink is trapped in the pasta itself. <laughs> so you're better eating the pasta with the black squid ink sauce on it. You can actually buy you can black. You get the stuff into your body. You can buy black. Oh, yeah, here, I have some right here. Really? Let me see. So what's it called? Black squid ink sauce? I'm trying to get this over here. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is the black squid ink itself. You make a sauce with the two cups of water. And where'd you get that? Online? Uh, no. It's a specialty store. Huh? And it's just called black squid ink. I've never heard of that before. This is called Tinta de Sepia is the, is the name of it. Huh. But it's awfully black, as you can see. This is a clear bottle. It's, 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 that's black. And um, it's from the squid, and this is the black ink it uses to squirt into the water to protect itself. Interesting. Or disguise itself. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. wow. And how do you take that? Do you just put it in water, drink it? It doesn't taste that good. Yeah. So that's why I mentioned to add a teaspoon or a tablespoon even of Italian spice, or whatever spice one you ethically uh, find. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, tasty. Right. That plus uh, the pasta and the water, and that's what I do. Cool. Here's an email for you. This simple question: What is the best way to increase testosterone in men? Yay! I know the answer to that. <laughs> I bet you do. We can eat bull testicles. Uh, which one? Bull. Bull testicles. Testicle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rocky Mountain oysters. They call them. Oh. That'll do it, baby. If you want yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you ask Dr. Daniels to talk about alternative to dentistry? Does she use a particular toothbrush or paste? What about existing cavities? How does she handle sensitivity and receding gums? Can gums grow back with enough cow foot? I have large fillings due to old practices. And... Um, mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. So in my home healers course, I go into this in detail. So we get rid of the dentist as well as the doctor. But the short answer is the um, sensitivity and stuff, the cow foot soup will take care of that. Uh, 
I use the angle toothbrush. It has 3,000 bristles or 6,000 bristles in it. <laughs> so it takes fewer swipes to get the job done. Um, as far as toothpaste goes, I vacillate between the Himalayan mint or the um, charcoal toothpaste or the baking soda and salt toothpaste that I make myself. Erin mm-hmm. mm-hmm. says, how to heal a toothache? Occasionally I will just be sitting on my sofa. Oh, this is question two. Let's do question one. How to heal a toothache? Oh, um, first of all, brush and floss the area. And I used to tell people to apply a clove oil, Hmm. which is good. It's an antiseptic and it numbs it. But you get uh, really just as good a result. Again, I just can't stress it enough, eating the um, cow foot soup. Literally, it takes the pain away. So in three days, you've healed up the whole area and you just don't have any more troubles. Very, very nice. Very nice. Whereas if you just uh, use the clove, the actual underlying problem, which is that your body is unable to heal the area, is not really addressed. Mm-hmm. Question two from Aaron. Occasionally, I will be just sitting on my sofa and my heart will start beating really hard, like I ran a race or something, but I'm just sitting there. Uh, what's happening and what can I do to fix this? <laughs> hmm. So the first suspect is, is de- dehydration. So if you're oh. just sitting on your sofa and you're dehydrated, the heart's going to have to beat really, really fast to start trying to circulate the blood that it doesn't have enough of because you're dehydrated. So dehydration. The next, believe it or not, is salt. So a teaspoon of salt and a cup of water down the hatch. And many people find that just, boom, stops the uh, fast heart rate immediately. Because hmm. a lot of times the heart is not, it lacks electrolytes, which is what the salt is, or it lacks the water. Interesting. Mary wants to know, what can be done for a low thyroid? Well, Mary, how do you know you have a low thyroid? I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. So that's the first thing is to establish if you have a low thyroid. Um, so if you have a TSH that's 10 or less, now TSH of 10 clinically is considered a low thyroid, but it is not treatable. What does that mean? That means if you treat it with thyroid medicines, then it will not improve your situation. So I would say, Mary, go back and examine the diagnosis. It might not be your thyroid at all. Chances are it's not. Okay. Bob All right, Mary. So we figured out it's not your thyroid. Now what do you do? Hmm. Yeah, now we <laughs> So now we figured out it's not your thyroid. You eat some liver. And what the liver will do is it will restore your energy and get rid of those low thyroid symptoms. Now, let's just say it is your thyroid. It turns out that liver helps with that too. I love liver. What's the name of the water distiller that you use? With distilled water, do you need to add minerals to your diet? Um, so I use, uh, used to use Mega Home Distiller. The only reason not to use Mega Home Distiller is if you need more than three gallons a day. And since I make my own vinegar, I make my own um, laundry detergent, I make my own fill-in-the-blank, I go through with more water than the average person because I use distilled water to make all of those things. So at least mm, once or twice a week, I'm making some potion that requires the odd gallon of water. Um, so I upgraded to a Duracell 
1600. And that uh, is hooked into my incoming water system, automatically fills itself and automatically turns itself off and has a reservoir of seven gallons. For the average person at home, it's probably overkill. Yeah, it's a lot. But the mega home countertop is a gallon at a time and you have to fill up the gallon jug and pour it in. Mm -hmm. So let me look up Durastil. Yeah, I have the mega home. It works great. It's easy, you know. I'm single and so it's I do fine with it, but big family, you could get a bigger one. Yeah, or again, if you're doing all those, uh, oh, here, this is a picture of mine. No, yeah, no, I guess they raised the price, you know. I'm trying to see what it says in terms of. Eight gallon. Okay, so eight, eight gallon. Inside the door is still eight gallon. That's a lot. It yeah. was seventeen hundred. Now it's two thousand something or other. Yeah, inflation. And they're telling you're saving four hundred dollars. Yeah, that's five gallon reserve. It says, but uh, I think mine might have a bigger reserve. I thought mine had a seven gallon reserve. Okay, yeah, here it is. It's about the same price, not much different in price. Yeah. Okay. Nancy, what? Yeah. So, so I would say either Mega Home for your countertop or Durastil. I love the Durastil; it's great. You only have to clean it once every three to four months. Yeah, plenty. Yeah. Uh, Nancy wants to know what health equipment can you recommend besides your Lux Bidet and your water distiller? And I missed your recipe on your brain pudding. What, huh? What else can I recommend? Yeah, she, besides the question. bidet and the distiller, do you have any other stuff at home that you, like equipment? Oh, gosh, yes. I have incredible conveniences. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, the Instapot. I, I would never live Instapot, without the Instapot. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, the next thing I discovered is sous vide. Oh, my God. You like it? So ever since I discovered eating meat, the problem with eating meat is burning the meat, is pay attention to the meat, the water, you know, boils out of it, it's all kinds of stuff. So um, I have a, a Juul, J-O-U-L-E, Juul. And it is so amazing. Let's say I want to cook some beef. I just fill up with water. I put it on the stove and heat the water to, oh, 130 degrees, then move it to the counter on top of, I have a pad uh, to put it on, pop in the beef in a Ziploc bag, pop in the uh, jewel, and bam, it maintains temperature for a particular period of time, turns off automatically, and yeah, I can go do other stuff. And I have a really healthy piece of meat um, that's done. The other thing I have is KitchenAid mixer. Oh, with the KitchenAid mixer, I can um, make all of my own um, desserts, treats for the uh, you know grandkids. I can also make my own breads. Hmm. It needs them automatically for me. I can also make my own pasta. Oh, there's an adventure. And once you make your own pasta, the real adventure is eating it. It tastes so much better Whoa. than what you buy. I started making my own pasta, and it's like I have some 
pasta on the shelf. I'm like, what for? I'm not going to eat this. How do you dry it? How do you dry it? Um, well, first of all, you throw this stuff in the mixer. It mixes it together and kneads it. And then there's an attachment you put on the KitchenAid mixer, put it through, put it through, put it through. And then you can put it through and make strips for you. And it, I just leave the strips on the table so they dry overnight they and dry. put them in a bag the next day, and they're all crunchy, stiff, and dry. Well, oh, that's the best, too. Cooks probably in, what, a minute or two? Boom. Oh, uh, yeah, about three. But mm. the point is, now that you mention that, is now you can just take your homemade pasta and put it right in with the sauce. Yeah. You don't have this boil and strain r ritual. You can just throw it in with the sauce, stir it up, um, walk away, do something, whatever, and come back. In 20 minutes, you have perfect pasta, perfect sauce. It's great. You don't have the extra pot, the annoyance of straining it and handling all that hot water, none of that. And folks, if you've never had homemade pasta, you'll never want to go back to the other. <laughs> no, I it's so easy to make. Yeah. So if you have the KitchenAid mixer with the pasta attachment, I will confess the pasta attachment costs a fortune. But I have a friend who gave me hers because she didn't, uh, you know, she didn't need it because she's Chinese. And the Chinese don't make the same kind of noodles as Americans, so that pasta pasta attachment didn't work for her. Yeah. But um, what other device do I have? in my kitchen. Of course, there's the Vitamix. Of course. And the Vitamix is great for making your condiments and sauces. And so now, the only downside to making your condiments is the reason you're making them is so you don't put chemicals and preservatives in them. And so what this means then is you have a refrigerator full of condiments. <laughs> That's right. What are you going to do? Get have people over to have a condiment party. Take them all your space. And everybody put anything in the fridge is like, oh, I have to move these condiments aside. So... <laughs> Yeah, you can go overboard. Yeah, that's great. My grandma really would make her pasta all the time, Doc, and it was just the best. She taught me how to do it, and she would actually hang it on, on uh, like a broomstick. Coat hangers. Yeah, on a, bro oh, on a broomstick. <laughs> she would make yeah, a home. Yeah, no, I just let mine get all coiled yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And I dry it in a pile. Plenty of flour, and it'll just dries. She would actually yeah. do um, homemade ravioli too. You ever have? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I would tell anybody, if you can oh my um, God. Oh my God. just make your own pasta, you can do it once. It's like a big, oh, my God moment. <laughs> it's like. All, all that so-so pasta you've been putting up with all these years, you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what have I been missing here? Uh, Lily wants to know, she says, Lily has brittle fingernails, and she's got vertical lines, and what can be done to fix this problem? Vertical lines and brittle fingers. So if you have vertical lines and brittle fingers, you've got a connective tissue issue. So uh, you may need to eat a few pounds of chicken feet. Uh, I would recommend about eight chicken feet a day. And until you can't stand them anymore, which might be about four days. And then drop back to twice a week. So I recommend um, chicken feet, I think, would be the best for what she's complaining of. But if she doesn't like them, oh. I don't like chicken feet because there's 26 bones per foot that you have to pick through. It's just <laughs> annoying to eat. That's my complaint. But they do taste good. Uh, the next thing would be pig's feet. Pig's feet are good. That will help with your nails. Or pig ears. Okay. Carol wants to know if gelatin is the same as collagen. Also, I've heard her 
suggest taking one quarter cup a day what is the best food or liquid to mix with it. If you can wait a second, I can go and show you my homemade jello I make for my gelatin. Sure, baby. And I'll even bring you the uh, pasta, my homemade pasta. Sure. We're in. Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Tomorrow we're going to have um, Mike Stone on. Mike is a kind of a self-made virologist, but he's the real deal. And he can explain to you in so many geeky terms why this monkey pox virus thing is just crazy. And, oh, so here comes Dr. Daniels back, and let's see what you got here. Okay, what are you going to, we got a show and tell, we like... I'm going to show you the pasta. This is uh, my homemade pasta. Oh, look. And it's got kind of a um, fettuccine type uh, whisk sure. mm-hmm. to it. And nice. I can increase, oh, there you go. It's even better. And I added some spinach powder to mine, and I'm telling you, it is so amazingly tasty. Now, is that As just in the fridge, or is that frozen? No, 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 no. This is on the shelf. No refrigeration needed. Oh, so you just leave it out like that. It's good. Yeah, I just leave it out on a, on a rack, and I'm, let me see if you can see it. Oh, better. look at that. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. Man. It's covered with the... Uh, Flour. That's yeah. great. Yeah, it's very, very nice. Oh. And you can imagine how easy it is. It's right by the stove. Just reach in a handful, toss it in the sauce. Bam, yeah. ready to go. Bam. Done. Now, this is the gelatin. This has just been amazing. So what I do is I make a tea of my favorite herbs and let it steep overnight. And then the next day, I strain it and I use the actual tea with the gelatin and I make a tray of this I'll be. and I cut it in squares this is eight squares mm-hmm. um, I've eaten six already I eat one square a day and I throw in uh, my vitamin C is in there and a lot of other uh, powdered herbs as well so this makes it super easy to get a whole lot of stuff at once Greatly simplified my life. Excellent. Now, is that using the Great Lakes gelatin? No. No. Uh, I'm in a different country from you guys. Okay. So, in your country, which we'll call it the United States, I think Great Lakes is probably the best, and their gelatin is made from the skin of cows, which means it's a very strong gelatin. Yeah. Um, I use, I believe, now gelatin is what I bought because I could buy it like three or four pounds at a time and I could get it over here into the country and not a problem. And I guess, but, it, uh, I, yeah. I guess it doesn't matter what you mix the gelatin with. She had asked a good, it doesn't matter, right? Oh, at least water. Yeah, at least water. Oh, good question. You need to add some sugar. If you don't put sugar in it, it is totally unpalatable, cannot eat it. Just, yeah. You'll never get it down. So my recipe is um, I try and get a quarter cup a day. And so I use one cup. Um, and that's for eight days. So I'm not able to get a quarter cup a day because a quarter cup makes the jello way too stiff. So I get a quarter cup a day of gelatin this way and then I still eat the pig feet and other connective tissue. But this just makes sure I get enough. 
So one cup, and with one cup of gelatin, you want to put in about three-fourths cup sugar. And as you can tell by the color of my stuff there, I use um, what you would call brown sugar. Yeah, okay. Donna has bright yellow urine after taking B-complex vitamins. Does this mean I'm not absorbing the B vitamins? It means you're not absorbing all of them, but you don't absorb all of your food either. It's not a reason not to eat it. So what people don't understand is most of the food you eat actually comes out in your poop. Oh. And it's the same with, yes, it's the same with your vitamins. And so, but you're not going to stop eating because the, the digestive process is designed that most of the food is not absorbed. So you are still getting benefits from the vitamins. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if it gets a little bright color. Or a lot bright. A lot bright, bright yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, what nutrients are lacking in a properly planned vegan diet found in meat? Too many to list. <laughs> uh, first of all, there's zero, oh, the last caller asked, collagen and gelatin are the same the answer yep. is yes. Okay. So first of all, there's zero gelatin in a vegan diet, zero. I'll repeat that, zero. So in a long-term vegan diet, you're going to become weak because your tendons are going to deteriorate. And this is also why you can look at a person and tell it they're vegan because their face is all shrunken. And that's because of the lack of collagen. Uh, so not enough collagen, obviously not enough B12. Um, there's an excellent um, video on YouTube and you can just Google um, Nutritional deficiencies of vegan diet, literally like 42 nutrients are just not there. Selenium, not there. You cannot get selenium from uh, Brazil nut. Total fantasy. I tried it. I was vegan 26 years. <laughs> selenium is located if you eat that cow brain or pig brain. Woo! Lots of selenium there. So um, the nutrients are phenomenal. And one thing that always puzzled me when I was in medical school is why is it that babies are born so perfectly healthy? You know, why is it they don't start getting sick until after a while? Why is it babies are able to heal so quickly and adults are not? Well, that's because when the baby is inside the mother, the baby literally has access to dissolving any one of her organs he wants to. And then once born, the baby stops eating organ meats. So all those nutrients and organ meats, they're not in the vegan diet. There's no plant source for them, none of it. Now, when I was vegan, I tried to overcome this by taking a lot of herbs that would help reorganize and more efficiently use the nutrients I did have. But that did not stop me from, over time, this is 26 years, becoming weak, uh, becoming tired. Hmm. How, how does the baby utilize organs in utero? I, I missed that part. The mother has blood that circulates to her liver, dissolves the liver cells, circulates to the baby, and gives them to the baby. Whoa. Boy, how cool is that? Right. That's yeah. why, if you talk to women, they will tell you in the third trimester, they just become, like, forgetful, stupid. <laughs> what is it? The baby's accessing the brain. Oh, we need a little more of that. You know, we need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to get stupid in the third trimester. Yeah, when I was, when I was pregnant, my third trimester, I'm like, man, I am dangerously stupid. I don't know why my brain is not working. That's funny. I, I never heard. Oh, interesting. Uh, Odetta, is there anything that one can do to heal from type 1 diabetes? That's a tough one. So, because type 1 diabetes is one, so rare, and two, 
uh, type 1 diabetics are difficult people to work with. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just the way it is. Um, it's been difficult for me to gather enough information to give 100% like confident, sure answer. But the best remedy possibility or help I've come across is get rid of all your processed food, all of your beverages that contain calories of any kind, that's soda pop, alcohol, and milk. And um, believe it or not, exercise. Um, it turns out that even for a type 1 diabetic, exercise is the same as insulin. But the other key is it seems that type 1 diabetes, unlike type 2, type 1 diabetes, the pancreas is actually injured. Hmm. Whereas in type 2 diabetes, the pancreas is not injured. It's a life, total lifestyle thing. So I would say, um, you know, get, get an animal. I would recommend a cow and boil up all the organs you can get your hands on. That would be pancreas, liver, heart, wow. lung, kidney. Boil it all up and eat the broth. Interesting. Interesting. As far as back as I can remember, writes Lewis, all my toenails have been discolored due to fungus. However, since becoming aware of the many benefits of turpentine, thanks to Dr. Jennifer Daniels, uh, the result is that, with the exception of the big toe, all of my toenails are clear for the first time in 20 years. Interesting. Yeah. Yay. So keep working on the big toe. It'll, it'll come, right? I'll keep working on the big toe, but the other thing you can do is you can um, kind of sand off the uh -huh. top surface of the big toe and yeah. drip the turpentine right there. Ah. And um, the other thing you can do is try to exercise more, and that'll get more circulation to that big toe. Yes, indeed. Um, working through them here. We're getting, getting close. Um, I, I get it. Selfishly, if you don't have any more, you got about eight minutes here. Doing good, huh? Yeah, I think we're we're closing in on it. Um, nice. Oh, man. Oh, spam is coming in. Is spam a vegetarian? Just kidding. <laughs> no. Just kidding. Is there any bit to taking grass-fed desiccated beef organs? Oh, like liver, heart, pancreas, and things like that. Yeah, there, there's companies that sell that. Do you think there's anything to those things? So I bought those to try them out Did myself, you? and I've tried recommending them to people. And what real, what happens is the results you get from the desiccated stuff is about one-tenth the result of what you get from the real stuff. Whoa. And you get side effects of dehydration long before you can increase the dose any higher to hmm. get more benefit. Interesting. So people are amazed, even with the 10% of improvement, because it's improvement in an area where there was absolutely none. But once you use the real organs, you won't never even go, touch that. Never stuff. go back. Huh? Yeah. No. Never go back. It's a, so I don't even recommend them anymore because the, the difference is so dramatic. Mm-hmm. Karen wants to know about the cow foot soup thing. There's a lot of fat. Does she skim this off? <laughs> That's what we're after, isn't it? <laughs> I thought so. Not only that, but question is, is she overweight, underweight, or just about right? So if she's overweight, yes, she can skim the fat off. If she's not overweight, then work the fat into your diet. So what I do is I only like a certain amount of grease. So I will skim the fat off for that particular meal. And then I'll use the fat whenever it says to stir-fry this or saute that. 
Okay. Got it. She froze. So I'll work it into other recipes. If I'm making biscuits, I might use the beef fat instead of using butter, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a farmer's market uh, we have, and he, he has this grass-fed beef fat that he, he can actually buy a big jar of it. Blade. The tallow. No, the tallow. And I buy it. It's, oh. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. 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 I boil enough stuff, and I've got, you got quite plenty. a bit of tallow. you got plenty. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Um, well, here's a new one from Stephanie. I have long or larger, do you said, how do you pronounce it? Labia? L-A-B-I-A? Labia? Lips? Labia. It's lips of the vagina. Yeah, labia. Okay. And I would like to firm them up so they don't hang so low. Is surgery the only option or shorten them or is there a way to firm them up? Is this a genetic thing? How old is thing? this person? Do we have a clue? We don't have an age. No age. Uh, did she say it was always this way? I have longer allergy to labia. She doesn't say. She doesn't say. No information. Surgery seems a little bit extreme. Huh? I say find a guy who likes it that way. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing. <laughs> no, I, I think it's a great idea. You know? Like you know, if you don't like my labia lips, you know, go somewhere else, dude. <laughs> Yeah, this is the way it is. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You can, that can be your screening thing. Oh, you don't like this? Forget it. Hasta, Next. Hasta pasta. Yeah, so I would do that. But uh, again, that exercise I mentioned before, uh, where you go from upward dog to downward dog and back and forth, that totally tones the whole pelvic area and pulls things uh, together. So I would try that, and I'd also try um, applying... Um, castor oil there huh. and see if that gives her enough results where she's kind of okay with yeah. with it mm-hmm. so however droopy they are i mean i, I don't I, we don't have a visual on this but <laughs> thank god um, i would say <laughs> doing that exercise will probably give her easily 50 percent improvement hmm. this is a good yeah. question dr daniels is so in the exercise and i love to watch her when she does her splits is are there different exercises we can do to increase our elimination? That is a good question. Um, hmm. Different exercises. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I don't think that's been asked There's before. There's something called the um, hollow. Is that you take a deep breath? Well, first of all, sit up straight since we're sitting. And you take a deep breath in and you exhale as far as you can. And then we get through a maximal exhale, pull your belly button back towards your spine yeah. and try to suck up creating a hollow area under your rib cage. Yes. Most people in America are A, too weak, or B, too fat to uh, accomplish that, but don't worry. Keep practicing. So here's a demonstration. Deep breath in. Breath out. And suck it in. Pull back. Yeah. And you can actually feel the contraction. And what that does is it, um, if you do like, I don't know, 10 reps a day, it creates tone in your abdominal area that literally pushes out your urine and your stool mm-hmm. um, much easier, quicker, and faster. Yeah. There's, a, there's a name for that in yoga. I've, I've done that before, and I do it every now and then. Udanda Banda or something like that. But you can, yeah. And you yeah. just suck it in there, and and it's it's pretty trippy. Yeah, it'll, it'll do it. You can do it. Hmm. you got to yeah, work it's, at it. It's, a, it's very amazing. Yeah. Okay, this will be our final one, I think, here. Would you please ask Dr. Daniels what to do about alpha gel, what? 
alpha-gal meat allergy. What? My mother-in-law, another mother-in-law, is considering a second knee replacement. She cannot eat meat or broth. She gets very sick from even a little broth in a sauce. It's called alpha-gal meat allergy. Have you ever heard of that? Can you spell it? A-L-P-H-A-G-A-L uh-huh. meat allergy. I hate to use the word bullshit, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you just say that? <laughs> Does her mother eat meat at all? No, because she's allergic. She says she, you know, and now she's no, 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 no. I, we know she's not eating broth. Does she eat meat at all? She, we I don't think so. My mother-in-law is considering second knee replacement. She cannot eat any meat or broth. No, no. Any meat or broth? Let her go have the surgery. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore. But the truth of the matter is. People who have these so-called allergies, uh, I hate to say it's not such a thing as an allergy, but there's no such thing as an allergy. So what they really have <laughs> is deficiency in their liver. And the liver is not dumping certain crap or trash. So I vaccinate all my kids, God forgive me. And so they have allergies like sea, sea fish, you know, uh, peanuts and seafood. But when they uh, cleanse their liver with bowel movements, water, milk, that's all, their allergies go away. And they can eat these things. Um, also, their allergies are much less when they eat food that's chemical free. So, I have one daughter who has a um, nut allergy, but she can eat peanut butter made with just peanuts. She cannot eat the peanut butter in the jar. So, it might be that her mother could eat um, some type of grass fed meat boiled up with a very small amount. Um, of the broth added to her usual vegetable, whatever. And then you can gradually increase that amount to whatever the tolerance is. So it might be her mother has what we call a dose-related, um, you know, situation. I see. Somebody just emailed in, says alpha-gal is from a certain kind of tick, tick bite. Huh. Certain kind of what? Tick, T-I-C-K bite. Usually, gal is short for something like galactase or galactam. Hmm. Have you ever heard of that? Could it be uh, a tick thing? Let me just see. No, those ticks are blamed for far too much stuff. There's I know. No I know. responsible for anything. They get blamed for everything. Alpha gal. Oh, alpha gal syndrome. There you go. Now, I want you to know this syndrome did not exist back when I was in medical school, just saying. Alpha-gal syndrome. Hmm. So, in other words, again, they have the CDC. We know how much we can trust them. <laughs> they say it's an epidemic spread by ticks. So, let's see what the... Uh, if it is indeed, let's go with the CDC. Then turpentine should take care of it for her. A recently identified type of blood allergy to red meat and other products made from mammals. Conditions most often caused by... A lone star tick bite. All right, so let's just let's just set off the bullshit meter right now. So what I would do is put your mother on the uh, turpentine protocol, which is by the way vegan. So go to vitalitycycles.com, download the turpentine uh, candida cleaner protocol, and get her started on that. And then put Vicks vapor oil on her knees to help with her knee pain. But this is your mother-in-law, not your mother. Mother-in-law, so, yeah. Yeah, for diplomacy, you might decide to do nothing. So weigh the effect <laughs> on your marriage and, you know, does she really want 
your intervention or she just want you to drive her to the surgery. So you have to make an assessment there. No point messing up your marriage over this. Yeah, this is utter nonsense. Again, as you said so eloquently, the CDC, they have some trust issues. <laughs> I'm just being kind. <laughs> they have some credibility issues, I think. Oh my God. Well, okay. all right. I well, think that brings us to the end pretty much. Brings us to the end pretty much. Let me know if you see any monkeypox people down there. We'll send down the, it's the Ghostbusters, you know. <laughs> we'll, send, we'll send the Ghostbusters down there to get them. All right, girl. Well, we love you. Thanks for everything, and thanks for your work. VitalityCycles.com. You can get yes. the uh, you can get the uh, home healing course. Home healers course, course and Vitality capsules. Yep, yeah, and, and and the free report, the Candida Cleaner. Of course, get the Candida Cleaner, and which you should do before you start taking turpentine because there's you want to make sure things are moving and grooving, right? Yeah, you want to make sure with that. All right, Kelly, you yeah. take care of yourself. All right. We'll, we'll see you do. soon. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Dr. Jennifer Daniels, Patrick Timpone. It is OneRadioNetwork.com. She's, she's fun, huh? Great stuff. Well, got a pretty busy week uh, this week, which is great. We like. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Dave Murphy is going to be here. And Dave is um, a cosmology truther. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about some of the real history of this country that, or the world or the flat earth. That He's a flat earther, but uh, he's more than that. So I think you're going to find him fascinating. Oh, I think I misspoke on Mike Stone. He's not here till Wednesday, so sorry about that. Mike Stone is a, mm, is a virologist, but not a trained virologist in the university. So he's a virologist that knows virology. And uh, he's going, we're going to be talking about this monkey, monkey business thing. Might as well everybody else is. But, you know, they're going to run with this, so just pay attention because it's all, in our opinion, just made up. So he's here on Wednesday, 10 o'clock. Tomorrow, Dave Murphy, uh, Cosmology Truther, and then Charles Nenner will be here tomorrow as well at noon central. And he is quite a kind of world-renowned and renowned um, chart guy, um, cycles with stock markets and such. And he says, look out, it's not good in the, for the market. So if you're in equities, your 401ks and your PDQs and your all your eggs in that stock market basket. Uh, I'm not saying that what he's going to say is accurate, but he's got a pretty good track record with um, looking at charts and cycles and um, his whole methodology is different from most and he's going to be here. But what I hear is things don't look good and um, you know, if this thing bombs and it's very top-heavy, uh, it could take 10 or 20 years to get back to where you are. So, I mean, I don't, I, I don't do medical or investment advice, but if you're in there and you're expecting, you know, it could be not good. So, 
Uh, he'll be here tomorrow. So I love you all very much. Thanks for your support. Appreciate it. Let us know if we can help in any way to help you to reach your goals. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow at 10 o'clock and we'll talk a little cosmology truthing. And I love you all very much. Thank you. Uh, had a great show this morning with Dr. Daniels and hope you had a nice weekend. And We'll see you uh, tomorrow at 10 o'clock. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.